Let's face it, life isn't always the party we thought it would be. So how do we find the joy when we need it? And what if it's up to us to create it? That's where the Party On podcast comes in. Our goal? To shine the proverbial disco light on all the things that can make our lives easier, healthier, and a heck of a lot more fun. So we can enjoy the party we were all invited to. Live our best lives and dance like no one's watching. Happy New Year, sweet friends, and welcome to 2020. Did I just sound like Barbara Walters because that was my very best rendition? It is a brand new year, a brand new decade, and a brand new chapter, and it is all out there just waiting for us. I can feel it. I hope you guys had a great holiday break and even happier New Year's. I hope you partied hard, whatever that means to you, even if it means going to bed at eight o'clock. I am just so excited to be back and for you guys to hear all the episodes we have planned. I just can't wait for this adventure with y'all because y'all are the Party On podcast. And don't forget that. But let's jump right in because this time of year is totally my jam. Not the actual holiday itself, I could do with or without New Year's, but the season, the feeling, and the energy surrounding it. I know it's not for everyone, but gosh, do I love it because it is a chance to start over. A fresh page, blank canvas, and total nerd alert warning, I actually took a picture of my Apple calendar on my iPhone on the first because Dang, if it wasn't so neat and tidy and organized. I just, ah, I love it. I had a really cool conversation with a friend on New Year's Eve this year on why the day is even significant. And we talked about it, about why New Year's can be a hard day for some and a great day for others when really, isn't it a day just like any other? And I loved the challenge of thinking that through. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. Why does New Year's matter? Why do resolutions matter? And should we even be doing resolutions to begin with? But back to his question, why does the day matter? Because in essence, it is any other day. But to me, it's also a symbolic marking of the passing of time, which can be good, it can be bad, it can be happy, sad, all of it and in between. And my answer to him was this. For me personally, it's our chance to be better. It's our chance to assess where we are in our lives, where we want to go in our lives. And sure, we can do that any day of the year. But do we? When else does life give us a season to completely reflect on the days past and then dream about what's to come? You can do that on any Tuesday, but are you actually going to? And it's not about what kind of year you had, in my opinion. It's not about looking back in, in a somber way and thinking, what went wrong this year? What could I have done better? It's not about assessing whether you lost loved ones or, or the good things that happened, whether you got married, got a promotion, or had a baby. It's not about what happened, at least it's not to me. It's about how you've grown. And like so many, I do my best thinking praying in the shower (laughs) on New Year's Eve this year. I found myself praying to God, asking him to grant me troubles in 2020. And I'm going to say that again because you heard it right. I asked him to grant me troubles in 2020 because that's where the growth is, right? 
That's what shapes us into the people we want to become. And it's funny, I said it actually out loud and then I quickly retracted it, almost negotiating. Like, you know what I mean, God, like nothing too bad or catastrophic, just some some good old fashioned growth stuff. And I was like, you got me? We good here? (laughs) It's a little bit scary asking for troubles. And if only that only it worked that way, right? If only we could ask for small troubles and not big ones. But I honestly do believe this time of year matters if you let it. Which brings me to New Year's resolutions. I have struggled with resolutions for as long as I can remember. I think we all do. And I think I have because I've always done my resolutions in a way that were what others expected them to be. Like what a New Year's resolution should be. What someone else defined it as. And over the years, as I've gotten older and wiser and a lot more stubborn, I've just decided to do what works best for me. And there's so much freedom that comes with that, you guys. I don't think a New Year's resolution technically has to be the end-all, be-all. I don't think it has to be even the same practice every year. A New Year's resolution, by definition, is making a decision to do or not do something or to be a different way, or to adopt a new habit. And that's pretty dang broad in a very beautiful way. So when I was younger, I would pick a resolution. And I think like most of us, it would lead to a massive amount of disappointment, like a massive personal letdown. It would be the things I wanted to do. And if I didn't quite get them done, I would be left with a feeling of shame and regret. And almost like, I don't know, like, Like my year was wasted when I know that's not true. Then I gravitated towards making a list of doable things. I started this in my college years and instead of picking one giant thing I wanted to tackle, I'd start picking smaller, more manageable things because by gosh, if I was going to pick something, it was going to be something I could do, right? So I didn't look back and feel, what did I do with my year? I picked things like, I'm going to quote unquote be healthier, although I didn't map out how that was going to work. I picked drink more water. And spoiler alert, I still failed miserably at that one because I swear I am part camel, but that's a completely other story. All in all, it worked better, but it still didn't quite give me the satisfaction of a big enough challenge. So I wound up not doing it. I don't know who originally started it, but I'm sure you have heard of the word trend. It caught on a few years ago to pick a word for the year. I know I mentioned this on Instagram, and I even did a little poll, and it fascinated me because it turns out very few of y'all do this. I want to talk today about why I do it, why it works for me, and then you guys can decide for yourselves. Again, I'm sure a lot of you know about this strategy and setting resolutions, but there were a few of you that had never heard of it, so just in case, I'll do a little 101 and explain how it works. So you pick one word or phrase. I don't think you have to be super picky about the number of words. And that takes the place of your New Year's resolution. It's something that represents what you want for your life in the coming year. And y'all, that could be anything. You could choose money or farts, as my eight-year-old suggested. And by eight-year-old, what I really mean is my husband, but I kind of didn't want to out him. (laughs) Or it can be forgiveness Or even something simpler like breathe. One year mine was breathe because some years, that's all we can muster. And guys, that is okay. But the concept of one word 
to me is really a beautiful thing because instead of picking an actual task or an actual goal that has to be accomplished, you're picking more of an idea. And trust me, I believe in the power of goal setting. I just believe that setting goals should be very intentional. Are you setting goals for your business, for your personal life? Which is it? And in my opinion, goals should also be very specifically measurable in an incremental way. Ones that push you incrementally in your personal or professional life, but not some massive be-all, end-all for an entire year that comes with shame if left unaccomplished. Studies show that 92% of us will completely fail on our New Year's resolutions within the first two weeks. I'm actually a massive fan of failure, which we'll talk about in an upcoming episode. But I think that setting yourself up for it when it's inevitable might not be the best way to start a new year. Y'all, we have enough pressure in our everyday lives. The last thing we need is to bully ourselves into making some insurmountable change. Because to me, New Year's isn't about becoming a completely different you. It's about becoming a better you and not all at once. That's the key, guys, in bits and pieces through growth. A better way to say it, your word sets your intention or your mindset for the year. This past year, I started doing something on Instagram called Mindset Mondays, and y'all, it was a game changer. It helped me set my intention every single Monday of the week, and I shared it with you guys, and that was something that we could work towards for that week, and then we changed the next, and it was small things. It was attitude shifts, and man, was it helpful. And here's the best part. When you pick a word... If you think about it, it's not actually something that can be measured. A word is not something you can look back on and ask yourself whether or not you accomplished it. It's something you are walking towards to the best of your ability, but you can't say whether or not you did it. And personally, that is my favorite part. If you even do one thing that leads you towards your word, not only have you succeeded, but you've bettered your life, and probably others around you, because it trickles into every area of your life, every relationship, every experience, and even every measurable goal that you set throughout the year. This past year, my word was true. And my word for 2020, drumroll please, is light. A quick note here, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of how to a little later, how to choose your word. But I think this part is important going in. So Are you ready? I think our words choose us if we're doing it right. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but honestly, I believe you can't just pick a word out of thin air. I mean, you can, but you won't quite have the same experience that way. My tactic is to not rush it and don't try to control it. And for a type A like me, that's the hard part. Just think on it and be ready to receive it. And then let words float in and out of your mind. And the right one will stick, I promise. The one that sticks is the one your soul is craving. And that's the one God intended for you. But I digress. Back to light and why I chose it. And total confession, I might have cheated this year because my word has a double meaning. It was two or three weeks ago and I was in a state of exhaustion from my holiday retail business. I was at my breaking point. I was trying to make plans to not let that happen again in 2020. Backstory, I do this every year. (laughs) So 
(laughs) In that moment, the word light came to me. And the moment it popped into my head, I explored why. And to my surprise, I got two answers. Light can mean both what we see and what we feel. And I want to intently chase both. My heart told me that I wanted to feel lighter in 2020 in so many ways. I want to feel lighter as in to lessen my load. I want to let go of what I can in order to grow more. I want to travel lighter. I want less stuff, you guys. I have been on a kick of getting rid of so many things in our house because it's all just too much. And this year for Christmas, I finally felt like I became an adult because for the first time ever, I didn't have a Christmas list. I'd spent so much time getting rid of stuff in our house over the month of December that I no longer wanted any. In fact, the one thing I needed, which I'll be honest, I couldn't even bring myself to ask for, was socks. Because am I really that old? Is this where we're at? Because I can't deal with that quite yet. I want to be lighter in my emotions and my feelings. I am a very deep feeler, you guys. It's a love-hate relationship too, because sometimes I love it and other times it drives me insane. It makes me who I am, but gosh, is it painful. I have an insanely good memory and it allows me to hold on to hurt and resentment and I want to lighten that load. And here's the visual twist or where the word starts to shift its meaning. I believe that God has given all of us an inner light and at the root of that light is our joy. In the last episode, we talked about how joy exists in our hearts and how much I love that visual. And it's tricky because we usually seek joy externally, right? I personally love the visual of God giving each of us a spark and that's what's in our heart. And what we do with that spark is up to us. You can call the spark joy. You can call it light. It is whatever you want it to be, but it's ours to do whatever we want with it. We are responsible for that gift and how we share it. I chose light because I can't be the light unless I am lighter. Am I getting too philosophical here? If I have my light so buried under pounds and pounds of physical stuff and resentment and heavy emotions, I can't share it. Hide it under a bushel? No. Okay, I know this is the second time that I've mentioned VBS songs in like three episodes total, But bear with me because this is a pretty epic story. I once knew of a little girl, yes, in VBS, who was singing this little light of mine and singing that line, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Except for she started yelling, hell no. And we couldn't quite figure out what was going on until we realized she thought the line said, hide it under a bush. Hell no. I'm going to let it shine. So ever since, that is how I say it. And it's the truth. Hide it under a bush? Hell no. That's how I am looking at light for 2020. My hope is by choosing that word based on what it means to me and how it came to me that I will make consistent choices throughout 2020 that allow me to live into that feeling. But enough about my word. I want to explain the actual magic of why it works. By setting your word or your intention, if you want to call it that, you are leaving your heart and mind open to receiving it. You are literally welcoming it into your life. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, ask and it will be given to you. 
seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And this is such a wonderful scripture for the new year, guys, because all three are so dang important. Ask with your heart. Ask him, pray, tell him what you need. By choosing this word, you are asking, you are saying, this is what I invite into my life. Seek with your mind. Don't just seek your intention, but seek God. Seek him to help you live out your intention. And maybe my favorite, I think the one we often forget, knock. Act, begin, do, physically put your intention into action. What are you in need of? Is it the will to breathe in and out? Because trust me, I've been there. And there are times in life when that's enough. Is it gratitude? So that you aren't living in a state of envy in this fast-paced social media, everything in your face world? Or are you in need of a state of rest or calm? Has life gotten so out of control that you can't remember when your heart wasn't racing? Consider this your ask. Friends, because the bottom line is this, it's not about what we can do, it's about what God can do. And that's what's so exciting about a new year. That's why it matters. Don't limit yourselves to what you are capable of. Trust that God's plans, His resolutions, His word, His intentions for you are so much bigger. I recently polled you guys on Instagram and asked, If you choose words, and if so, if you'd share them, and I heard so many great ones. I heard joy, be, value, and so many others. Words that set my heart on fire for you guys because I want you to run towards them. Some other suggestions are rest, content, gratitude, and because I like tangible steps that we can actually accomplish for us type A's, here's some concrete steps to help you choose your own word. Number one, give yourself the space to listen. This is such a huge one, you guys, and it not only pertains to picking your word for the year, but also everyday life. It is an acquired skill, in my opinion, and one I used to be horrible at, but I've managed to teach myself to give myself space so that I can get out of my own way. Because when you're constantly telling yourself what you need or you're constantly trying to control, you lose the ability to listen to what God is trying to tell you you need. So whether it's finding actual quiet or simply clearing your mind, give yourself the space to listen. Number two, make a list. You know I am a huge fan of lists, you guys. What do you want more of this year? What do you want less of? Write those words down and find the common themes throughout. Even if you just write words all over a page, the process of letting those words flow, I promise your word will appear. Number three, ask yourself how you want to grow in 2020. Because your word should not just be what you want for your life, it should be what will make you better. So while we could all go pick words like money or gold or donuts in my case, those things don't help us grow. Actually, strike that. Donuts do help you grow, just not in the way I'm talking about. I'm talking more spiritual and emotional growth, just to clarify. Number four, keep it simple. I know I said that you can choose a phrase 
or word one year I chose the phrase radical self-care because I had been through such a difficult time in my life that sometimes I had to remind myself to even eat. And I was determined to teach myself to nourish my body again and just to take care of myself. Whether it's a phrase or a word, if it's a phrase, keep it simple, keep it concise. It needs to be something that you don't have a hard time remembering because we will all forget. We have so much going on in our lives. It needs to be simple so that you can recall it at a moment's notice and remember that's what you need to be working towards. And number five, write it down because we will forget anyways. And I write mine on a paint sample card. No joke. I did it several years ago and now I just really enjoy continuing that tradition and I keep it in my nightstand. So I literally see it every single night when I go to put my lotion on. Better yet, make it a part of your day. Write a simple daily prayer and say it every morning as your feet hit the floor. Lord, help my heart to be light so that I may reflect yours. Guys, I hope you will give this practice a try because I know what it has done for me and I want the very same for you. But whatever you choose to do, I hope you enter 2020 with the understanding that it's about so much more than us. I had a listener write me and ask why she should pick a word when it just seems like something else to fail at, something else she can't do. And my answer to her was this, maybe we can't, but God sure as heck can. Happy New Year, sweet friends, and cheers to whatever it is you decide to invite into your lives and to this podcast adventure of ours, because you are the reason for it. I am so excited about what this year will bring, not just for me, but for you and for all of us together. We're going to learn how to lighten our loads and live our best lives so we can friggin' enjoy this party that we were all invited to. And dance like no one's watching. Because if you aren't doing that already, guys, you are totally missing out. Let me tell you. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Like I always say, the Party On podcast would not be a party if it wasn't for you. If you heard something today that inspired you or spoke to your heart, please forward and share with family and friends. Because when it comes to this party, the more the merrier. You can RSVP to this party by hitting the subscribe button, also leaving reviews. Any of that helps us out so we can help more people together. And for more information on this podcast, you can visit thefestivefarmhouse.com and search for the Party On podcast. Party on, friends.